Act Three of The Sea Voyage by John Fletcher and Philip Massinger. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information, or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Act Three, Scene One. Enter severally Lamour, Franville, Morillat. Oh, what a tempest have I in my stomach! How my empty guts cry out! My wounds ache, would they would bleed again, that I might get something to quench my thirst. Oh, Lamure, the happiness my dogs had when I kept house at home. They had a storehouse, a storehouse of most blessed bones and crusts, happy crusts. Oh, how sharp hunger pinches me. Exit from view. O my importunate belly, I have nothing to satisfy thee. I have sought, as far as my weak legs would carry me, yet can find nothing, neither meat nor water, nor anything that's nourishing. My belly's grown together like an empty satchel. Enter from view. How now? What news? Hast any meat yet? Not a bit that I can see. Here be goodly quarries, but they be cruel hard to gnaw. I have got some mud. We'll eat it with spoons. Very good thick mud. But it stinks damnably. There's old rotten trunks of trees, too, but not a leaf nor blossom in all the island. How it looks. It stinks, too. It may be poison. Let it be anything so I can get it down. Why, man, poison's a princely dish. Hast thou no biscuit? No crumbs left in my pocket? Here's my doublé. Give me but three small crumbs. Not for three kingdoms. If I were master of em, oh, Lemure, but one poor joint of mutton, we have scorned, man. Thou speakst of paradise. Oh, but the snuffles of those healths we have lewdly at midnight flang away. Ah, but to lick the glasses. Enter surgeon. Here comes the surgeon. What hast thou discovered? Smile, smile and comfort us. I am expiring. Smile they that can. I can find nothing, gentlemen. Here's nothing can be meet without a miracle. Oh, that I had my boxes and my lints now, my stoops, my tents, and those sweet helps of nature. What dainty dishes could I make of em? Hast near an old suppository. Oh, would I had, sir. Or but the paper where such a cordial potion or pills hath been entombed. Or the best bladder were a cooling clister. Hast thou no cerecloth left, nor any old pulses? We care not to what it hath been ministered. Sure I have none of these dainties, gentlemen. Where's the great wen thou cutst from Hugh the sailor's shoulder? That would serve now for a most princely banquet. Aye, if we had it, gentlemen. I flung it overboard, slave that I was. A most unprovident villain. If I had anything that were but supple now, I could make salads of your shoes, gentlemen, and rare ones, anything unctuous. Aye. And then we might fry and soles in the sun. The soles would make a second dish. Or souse them in the salt water, an inner sole well soused. 
enter aminta here comes the woman it may be she has meat and may relieve us let's withdraw and mark and then be ready she'll hide her store else and so cosm us how weary and how hungry am i how feeble and how faint is all my body mine eyes like spent lamps glowing out grow heavy my sight forsaking me and all my spirits as if they heard my passing bell go for me pull in their powers and give me up to destiny oh for a little water a little little meat a little to relieve me ere i perish i had whole floods of tears a while that nourished me but they are all consumed for thee dear albert for thee they are spent for thou art dead merciless fate has swallowed thee oh i grow heavy sleep is a salve for misery heaven look on me and either take my life or make me once more happy she's fast asleep already why should she have this blessing and we wake still wake to our wants this thing hath been our overthrow and all these biting mischiefs that fall on us are come through her means true we were bound ye all know for happy places and most fertile islands where we had constant promises of all things she turned the captain's mind and must have him go in search i know not of who nor to what end of such a fool her brother and such a coxcomb her kinsman and we must put in everywhere she has put us in now i faith why should we consume thus and starve have nothing to relieve us and she live there that bred all our miseries unroasted or unsod i have read in stories of such restoring meats we have examples thousand examples and allowed for excellent women that have eat their children men their slaves nay their brothers but these are nothing husbands devoured their wives they are their chattels and of a schoolmaster that in a time of famine powdered up all his scholars she's young and tiddy and my conscience shall eat delicately just like young pork a little lean your opinion surgeon i think she may be made good meat but look we shall want salt tush she needs no powdering i grant ye but to suck out the humorous parts by all means let's kill her in a chafe she'll eat the sweeter let's kill her anyway and kill her quickly that we might be at our meat how if the captain talk not of him he's dead and the rest famished wake her surgeon and cut her throat and then divide her every man his share she wakes herself holy and good things keep me what cruel dreams have i had who are these oh they are my friends for heaven's sake gentlemen give me some food to save my life if you have aught to spare a little to relieve me i may bless ye for weak and wretched ready to perish even now i die you'll save a labour then you bred these miseries then you shall pay for it we have no meat nor where to have we know not nor how to pull ourselves from these afflictions we are starved too famished all our hopes eluded yet ere we die thus we'll have one dainty meal shall i be with ye gentlemen yes marry shall ye in our bellies lady we love you well what said you sir marry we'll eat your ladyship you that have buried us in this base island we'll bury ye in a more noble monument will ye say your prayers that i may perform lady 
We are wondrous sharp set. Come, gentlemen, who are for the hinder parts? I. I. And I. Be patient. They will not fall to every man's share. Oh, hear me. Hear me, you barbarous men. Be short and pithy. Our stomachs cannot stay a long discourse. And be not fearful, for I'll kill ye daintily. Are ye not Christians? Why, do not Christians eat women? Enter Tybalt, Master, Sailors. Eat one another? Tis most impious. Come, come. Oh, help, help, help! The lady's voice. Stand off, slaves. What do you intend, villains? I have strength enough left me, if you abuse this soul, to— They would have ravished her upon my life. Speak, how was it, lady? Forgive them, twas their hungers. Ha, their hungers. They would have eaten her. Oh, damned villains, speak. Is it true? I confess an appetite. An appetite? I'll fit you for an appetite. Are you so sharp-set that her flesh must serve you? Mathus, a main good service with your worship— since ye would be such devils. Why did ye not begin with one another handsomely, and spare the woman to beget more food on? Good, sir. You shall grow mummy, rascals. I'll make you fall to your brawls, and your buttocks, and worry one another like keen bandogs. Good, sir, be merciful. You shall know what is to be damned cannibals. Oh, my best friend! Enter Albert. Alas, poor heart! Here, here's some meat and sovereign drink to ease you. Sit down, gentle sweet. I am blessed to see you. Stir not within forty foot of this food. If you do, dogs. Oh, oh captain, 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 captain. Ye shall have meat, all of you. Captain, hear me first. Hark, tis so inhumane. I would not have the air corrupted with it. Oh, barbarous men, sit down, Dupont. Good master and honest sailors. But stand you off and wait upon our charity. I'll wait on you else and touch nothing but what's flung ye, as if you were dogs. If you do, I'll cut your fingers, friends. I'll spoil your carving. There, wretches, there. Eat your meat handsomely now, and give heaven thanks. There's more bread. See, they snarl like dogs. Eat quietly, you rascals, eat quietly. There is drink, too. Come, come, I'll fill you each your cups. Ye shall not surfeit. And what have you discovered? Sweet, a paradise. A paradise inhabited with angels, such as you are. Their pities make them angels. They gave me these viands, and supplied me with these precious drinks. Shall we not see them? Yes, they will see you, out of their charities. Having heard our story, they will come and comfort us. Come presently, we shall know more, no wants, nor miseries. Are they all women? All, and all in love with us. How? Do not mistake. In love with our misfortunes, they will cherish and relieve our men. Do you shrug now, and pull up your noses? You smell comfort. See, they stretch out their legs like dotrels, each like a new Saint Denis. Dear mistress, when you would name me, and the woman here, call me your brother. You I'll call my sister, and pray observe this all. Why do you change color, sweet? Eating too much meat. Socked with jealousy. Fie, fie, dear saint. Ye faith ye are to blame. Are ye not here? Here, fixed in my heart. Hark, hark. Enter Rosella, Clarinda, Crocale, Hippolyta, Juletta. They are come. Stand ready and look nobly. 
and with all humble reverence receive them. Our lives depend upon their gentle pities, and death waits on their anger. Sure they are, fairies. Be they devils, devils of flesh and blood, after so long a lent and tedious voyage. To me they are angels. Oh, for some eringos. Potatoes, or cantharides. Peace, you rogues, that by abilities of your apothecaries, had I but took the diet of green cheese and onions for a month, I could do wonders. Are these the jewels you run mad for? What can you see in one of these, to whom you would vouchsafe a gentle touch? Can nothing persuade you to love yourselves, and place your happiness in cold and chaste embraces of each other? This is from the purpose. We had your grant to have them as they were. Tis a beauteous creature, and to myself I do appear deformed when I consider her. And yet she is the stranger's sister. <laughs> Why then should I fear? She cannot prove my rival. When you repent that you refused my counsel, may it add to your afflictions that you were forward, yet leaped into the gulf of your misfortunes. But have your wishes. Now she makes to us. I am instructed, but take heed, Albert, you prove not false. Ye are your own assurance, and so acquainted with your own perfections that weak doubts cannot reach you. Therefore, fear not. That you are poor and miserable men, my eyes inform me. That without our succours, hope cannot flatter you to dream of safety. The present plight you are in can resolve you that to be merciful is to draw near the heavenly essence. Whether you will be thankful, I do not question, nor demand what country bred you, what names, what manners. To us it is sufficient that we relieve such as have the shapes of men. And I command you, as we are not ambitious to know further of you, that on pain of death you presume not to inquire what we are, or whence derived. In all things we obey you, and thankfully we shall ever confess ourselves your creatures. You speak as becomes you. First, then, and willingly, deliver up those weapons we could force from you. We lay them down most gladly at your feet. I have had many a combat with a tall wench, but never was disarmed before. And now hear comfort. Your wants shall be supplied, and though it be a debt women may challenge to be sued to, especially from such they may command, we give up to you that power, and therefore freely each make his choice. Then here I fix. Nay, she is mine. I eyed her first. This mine. Stay good, rascals. You are too forward, Sir Gallant. You are not giving order to a tailor for the fashion of a new suit. Nor are you in your warehouse, Master Merchant. Stand back and give your betters leave. Your betters. And grumble not. If you do, as I love meat, I will so swing the saltage out on you. Captain, Master, and the rest of us, that are brothers and good fellows, we have been too late by the heirs and yet smart for our follies, to end therefore all future emulation, if you please. To trust with my election, you shall say, I am not partial to myself. I doubt not. Give content to all. Agreed. Agreed. Then but observe how learned and discreetly I will proceed, and as a skilful doctor in all the quirks belonging to the game, read over your complexions. For you, Captain, being first in place, and therefore first to be served, I give my judgment thus, for your aspect. You are such inclined to melancholy, and that tells me, the sullen Saturnae had predominance, at your nativity, a malignant planet, and if not qualified by a sweet conjunction of a soft and ruddy wench, born under Venus, 
it may prove fatal. Therefore to your arms I give this rose-cheeked virgin. To my wish, till now I never was happy. Nor I accursed. Master, you are old, yet love the game that I perceive too. And if not well spurred up, you may prove rusty. Therefore to help you, here's a bradamanto or I am cosened in my calculation. A poor old man allotted to my share. Thou wouldst have two. Nay, I think twenty. But fear not, wench. Though he be old, he's tough. Look on smaking. He'll not fail, I warrant thee. A merry fellow, and were not man a creature I detest, I could endure his company. Here's a fair herd of does before me. And now for a barren one. For, though I like the sport, I do not love to father children. Like the grand signor, thus I walk in my seraglio, and view them as I pass. Then draw I forth my handkerchief, and having made my choice, I thus bestow it. On me. On you. Now my choice is made. To it, you hungry rascals. Excellent. As I love goodness, it makes me smile the height of all my fears. What a strong contention you may behold between my mother's mirth and anger. Nay, no coyness. Be mistress of your word. I must and will enjoy you. Be advised, fool. Alas, I am old. How canst thou hope content from one that's fifty? Never talk on't. I have known good ones at threescore and upwards. Besides, the weather's hot, and men that have experience fair fevers. A temperate diet is the only physic your shulips, nor guajacum prunellis, campire pills, nor gourd water. Come not near your old woman. Youthful stomachs are still craving, though there be nothing left to stop their mouths with. And believe me, I am no frequent giver of those bounties. Laugh on, laugh on, good gentlemen do. I shall make holiday and sleep when you dig in the mines till your hearts ache. A mad fellow. Well, sir, I'll give you hearing, and as I like your wooing and discourse. But I must tell you, sir, that rich widows look for great sums in present, or assurances of ample jointers. That to me is easy, for instantly I'll do it. Hear me, comrades. What sayest thou, Tibor? Why, that to woo a wench with empty hands is no good heraldry. Therefore let's to the gold, and share it equally. Twill speak for us more than a thousand compliments or cringes, ditties stolen from Petrarch, or discourse from Ovid. Besides, twill beget us respect, and if ever fortune friend us with a bark, largely supply us with all provision. Well advised. Defer it not. Are ye contented? We, we are. Let's away, then. Straight we'll return, and you shall see our riches. Exit. Since I knew what wonder and amazement was, I never was so transported. Why weep ye, gentle maid? There is no danger here to such as you. Banish fear. For with us, I dare promise, you shall meet all courteous entertainment. We esteem ourselves most happy in you. And bless fortune that brought you hither. Hark in your ear, I love you as a friend already. Ere long you shall call me by a nearer name. I wish your brother well. I know you apprehend me. I to my grief I do. Alas, good ladies, there is nothing left me but thanks to pay you with. That's more than yet you stand engaged for. Enter Albert, Tybalt, and the rest with the treasure. So soon returned. Here, see the idol of the lapidary. These pearls, for which the slavish negro dives to the bottom of the sea. 
to get which the industrious merchant touches at either pole. The never-failing purchase of lordships and of honours. The world's mistress, that can give everything to the possessors. For which the sailors scorn tempestuous winds, spit defiance in the sea. Speak, lady, look we not lovely now. Yes, yes, O oh, my stars, be now for ever blessed, that have brought to my revenge these robbers. Take your arrows, and nail these monsters to the earth. What mean ye, lady? In what have we offended? O oh, my daughter, and you, companions with me in all fortunes, look on these caskets and these jewels. These were our own when we first put to sea with good Sebastian. And these the pirates, that not alone deprived him of this treasure, but also took his life. Part of my present, I will remember, was mine own. And these were mine. Sure, I have worn this jewel. Wherefore do ye stay, then, and not perform my command? Oh, heaven! What cruel fate pursues us! I am well enough served. That must be offering joint hers, jewels and precious stones, more than I brought with me. Why shoot ye not? Hear me, dear mother. And when the greatest cruelty is justice, do not show mercy. Death to these starved wretches is a reward, not punishment. Let him live, to undergo the full weight of your displeasure, that they may have sense to feel the torments they have deserved. Allow em some small pittance to linger out their tortures. Tis well counselled. And, and we'll follow it. Hear us speak. Peace, dogs. Bind them fast. When fury hath given way to reason, I will determine of their sufferings, which shall be horrid. Vengeance, though slow-paced, at length o'ertakes the guilty, and the wrath of the incensed powers will fall most sure on wicked men when they are most secure. Exeunt. End of Act 3